Your Locked On Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Blue Jacket fans. Happy Friday. Uh, last night was fun, wasn't it? This is Locked on Blue Jackets. We're part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Jay Foster, here to bring you all of the news, the stories, the trials, the tribulations, the agonies, the joys of the Columbus Blue Jackets every day, Monday to Friday. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. I am uh, free and available on all podcast platforms with Locked on Blue Jackets. So if you are a first time listener or a regular listener, I appreciate you. Thanks for stopping on by. So today we get to break down last night's game because it sure was a fun one. Uh, So we'll, we'll start there because I apparently have to apologize for my comments at the end of yesterday's episode, uh, where I talked about how I was expecting Carolina to beat the brakes off us, and what happened instead was we took their lunch money. Uh, Blue Jackets win 6 nothing in Carolina. Uh, I believe that is uh, good enough to get rid of the embarrassment of the 7-4 loss uh, a couple of weeks ago. Shut out for Elvis Merzlikens, his second of the season. Goals from uh, goals from Emil Bemstrom, Igor Chinakov, Patrick Laine, Igor Chinakov again, Cole Sillinger, and Jack Roslevic. So, not a lot, of, not guys that score very often, honestly. Uh, apart from Laine, who Laine has five goals this season, uh, but he's only played in like fifteen games. Uh, so, you know, there's there's a little bit of wiggle room there, but uh, everyone else, you know, you don't generally expect Igor Chinikov to score. Uh, that was his third and fourth goals of the season. Emil Bemstrom's first of the season. Obviously, he's only been with the team for, you know, a couple of weeks. Cole Sillinger adds to his uh, rookie scoring with his sixth goal of the season. And Jack Roslovic, who I feel like didn't score for ages and ages, somehow has six goals on the season. So that's great. Uh, honestly, the the big thing for me was this depth scoring. Uh, for some reason, all of our regular scorers seem to have gone a little bit cold recently. Um, and so when that happens, obviously you've got to look to your bottom your bottom six line, uh, or your bottom six lines, I guess, and they sure delivered. Uh, like I said, goals from uh, exclusively the bottom six, apart from line A's goal, uh, but then, you know, assists for Gavrikov, for Bjorkstrand, for Texier. Uh, Jake Bean had a two-assist night. Uh, Jack Roslovic had a two-point night. Chinikov, two-point night. Uh, you know, Roslovic, two-point night. I believe I said that already. Eric Robinson had a two-point night. Just really good all-round team performance, honestly. Uh, and legitimately the opposite of what I was expecting, which sounds which sounds mean, but also is true. Uh, I 
had kind of emotionally again penciled this game in as uh, we're probably going to lose but maybe it won't be as embarrassing as last time and i guess they took the embarrassment from last time uh and did this obviously the last time we played the carolina hurricanes elvis allowed four goals in a period uh he was injured and also cold at the time uh but i think he came into this game knowing he had something to prove a 31 save shutout like i said his second of the season uh Elvis is one of our best players. Uh, in a game where there were lots of good players, Elvis was very, very good. Uh, he made a handful of saves that could honestly have gone into the top 10 saves of the week, I think. Uh, he was he was fantastic. Freddie Anderson got pulled after the 4 nothing goal, uh, which, I mean, like, is fair, I guess. But I don't necessarily think he played badly. Uh, just unfortunate, you know. This this was this was a weird a weird game for him. Uh, he allowed four goals on uh, in his forty five minutes of gameplay, and then they put uh, Jack Lafontaine in to finish out the game. Uh, Jack Lafontaine recently of the University of Minnesota signed because the Carolina Hurricanes have no goalies. Uh, so he got to see some game action and then uh, immediately got scored on by Cole Sillinger, which I feel a little bit bad about, but not, not very bad about, honestly. Uh, he, Cole Sillinger is a child, an 18-year-old. You know, uh, and I don't feel bad about him scoring on a baby goalie, even if it is, you know, first shot of his NHL career. Uh, Lafontaine would go on to make one save of three in his uh, NHL debut, I guess. I don't know that this is considered a real NHL debut because he only played like 15 minutes, but not a not a great start to his, to his career, uh, I imagine. His next game will probably be be much better um, as, you know, a very highly touted goalie prospect and someone who was doing really well at the University of Minnesota. Again, putting a goalie in unexpectedly and also cold uh, in the third period is a rough, it's a rough thing to, to do. Uh, and I do kind of feel, feel bad for him. Uh, not bad enough to regret that we scored, but I do still feel bad. Uh in a minute, we'll talk a little bit more about this game, but first, I've got to tell you about Built Bar, because it's the New Year, so that means New Year's resolutions, and if yours is about getting fit or eating better, like mine probably should be, make sure you include Built Bar in your plan, because Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, or maybe even better than a candy bar. Built Bar makes it easier to stick to your resolution because it tastes so good, you're going to want to eat it. Unlike other protein bars, which uh, can be chalky, waxy, or taste like a chemical spill. You know, I, for me, I want to eat healthy, but like two weeks in, I want chocolate. And here's the great thing about Built Bar, it's covered in 100% real chocolate. Low in calories, low in sugar, low in carbs, high in protein. And here's the best bit. If you go to built.com, you promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. Once again, that's built.com, promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. 
Welcome back to Locked On Blue Jackets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Locked On Blue Jackets is free and available on all podcast platforms and will be for as long as I am hosting it. So an interesting interesting thing that I wanted to kind of point out, I talked a little bit earlier about scoring by committee uh, and, you know, team offense. And that's a thing that the Blue Jackets have done for years and years and years, uh, but they seem to be doing it even more. This season, you know, we talked a couple of weeks ago uh, that, you know, at the time 14 Blue Jackets players had hit double digits in points, uh, like 25 games into the season, which is is pretty good. Um, and I looked at Micah McCurdy uh, at Ineffective Math on Twitter, who we've had on the, the show before. Uh, he does these, like post-game charts where he looks at who was who played with who and who was on the ice for goals and you know who got the most offensive zone starts and like things like that uh and apparently every single blue jackets player was on the ice for at least one goal except for zach Wierenski, uh which is just just a real weird a real weird stat. Uh, I don't necessarily think it means much of anything. I just wanted to point that out because I thought he had a really good game. Uh, you know, he played a bunch of time. He played 22 minutes, uh, which actually was only good for, I believe, second on the team in defenseman. Uh, Vlasov Gavrikov actually led the way in scoring, uh, which is extremely... Extremely strange. Uh, he was also plus four on the night, which was the best of any player. Uh, Andrew Peake was plus three on the night. Uh, so you know it's that just a weird, a weird happenstance of uh, of Zach Grensky playing a good game. He had three shots. Obviously, didn't allow any goals because no one allowed any goals on the Blue Jackets. But he just didn't. He never seemed to be on the the ice. For a goal, uh, and I think probably that is partially because the typical goal scoring came, or the the, the goal scoring came from uh, the bottom six, who rarely share the ice with the top defense pairing. You know, so I think that's that's partially why. Um, and also, just sometimes it it works out that way. Hockey is a weird sport, full of weird bounces, uh, and you know, to go from. The game in Chicago, which, you know, I, I yelled a little bit about this game and how it was embarrassing and the worst game that they played all season and, you know, things like that. But uh, to go from that game to this game was uh, pretty, pretty fun. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if they can keep it going. Uh, tomorrow they play Florida, which we will... Uh, talk about in uh tomorrow's episode we're going to do a special weekend episode uh, a little preview because we haven't faced the Pan- the panthers yet uh but just to kind of touch on some more of some more of this game uh the power play uh didn't score they only had one opportunity uh this was a weird game for penalties i felt like there was a lot of penalties but uh and there was there was one two three four five six Seven penalties, uh, six of those were minors, but four of those were offsetting. So um, Svechnikov and Robinson took 
offsetting miners uh, at the end of the first period, and then Gavriskov, uh, Gavriskov, wow, uh, Gavrikov and Teravainen took offsetting miners uh, in the second period. Uh, the only Carolina power play was against Dean Kukan in the third period, and then uh, Ethan Bear took a holding penalty in the second period against Texier, and then uh, Tony D'Angelo got a ten-minute misconduct for yelling at the ref, which I mean. That tracks, honestly. Uh, so yeah, it felt like there was a lot of penalties in the game, but there was really only two power plays, and then there was obviously two four-on-fours. Um, so we didn't score on the power play, but we also didn't allow a goal on the power play, uh, which is... I'm I'm happy with that, uh, considering yesterday we talked about how terrible our power play and penalty kill is, and how good Carolina's power play and penalty kill is. Uh, I will take, uh, I will take that, honestly. Um, face-offs, they beat us, which is unexpected, because I'm pretty sure Carolina had, the, when I looked yesterday, I'm pretty sure Carolina had the worst face-off percentage in the league, uh, and the Blue Jackets are typically pretty good at face-offs, so that was kind of a weird, again, a weird little, a weird thing, uh, No, I was lying through my teeth. The Hurricanes are the second-best face-off team in the league, which, again, makes sense. Uh, they're the best penalty kill percentage in the league, which also makes sense in terms of why we didn't score a power play goal on them. But, again, we had one We had one opportunity, so I'm not super, super uh, upset about it, especially, you know, if you're going to score six even-strength goals, like, I'm happy about that. You know, you can't... I don't think you can complain about that if you you know you have one power play opportunity and you don't score but you're scoring six even strength goals like I'm not upset about that and we didn't allow a power play goal either which was honestly something I was more worried about so uh I'm gonna I'm gonna take that as I'm gonna take that as a win honestly uh in a minute I've got a couple more updates uh in terms of some player movement and things like that but first I've got to tell you about bet online because they've got you covered all season with more props odds and lines than ever before as football season continues their march to the playoffs the nhl season continues their march to the playoffs but online remains your number one spot for all of the sports action this season head to their new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today receive a 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit just use promo code locked on or one word to receive your bonus from basketball, football, NHL, boxing, UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. Once again, that is promo code locked on or one word L O C K E D O N at betonline.ag. Bet online where the game starts. So it got made official today. Uh, Gregory Hoffman cleared his unconditional waivers. His contract has been terminated. He is no longer a Blue Jacket, which is, again, is a shame because, you know, he could have been a good player for us and the time wasn't right. You know, nothing seemed to work out. Uh, wish him the best, obviously, but uh, he's no longer a Blue Jacket, uh, which, and again, I talked about this a little bit when, when the, the news first kind of came up, I think, 
is kind of a blessing in disguise. Like, it sucks to take a flyer on a player and for it not to work out, but I do think this will mean that we do end up with uh, more ice time for the young guys, for Chinakov and um, Bemstrom, who both played fantastically well uh, last night, I thought. You know, obviously, missing Voracek uh, apparently didn't hurt uh, uh, many many people. Uh, I do think that that was partially why the scoring all came from the bottom six instead of from the top six, because uh, Voracek is, you know, the the best passer in the top six. Um, but yeah, I think uh, losing Hoffman is, is unfortunate, but does mean that there is now much more ice time for, especially Igor Chidakov, who kind of had not bounced around the lineup, but he and Hoffman had kind of been sharing a spot on the roster, and so now it's kind of his spot to lose, I think. Uh, I don't know who will end up coming out when Voracek comes back, but Bemstrom and Chinikov are both making a case for it not to be them, so that'll be that'll be interesting to work out. I think it's a good problem to have. When, people, when guys are playing so well that you don't know who to take out of the lineup, I think that's a good problem to have. Uh, obviously, you know, we'll see if that continues. Uh, again, we've got another tough matchup tomorrow against Florida, uh, best team in the in the East, I believe. So we'll we'll see how that goes. Um, and then the other thing is the uh, All-Star stuff. The All-Star uh, teams were announced yesterday, uh, and the lone Blue Jackets representative is Zach Wierenski, which I was a little bit surprised by. Um, honestly, I was hoping for Bjorkstrand, but uh, I can see why they chose Zach Krensky. This is going to be his second All-Star game. Uh, and then the All-Star last man in campaign is uh, basically where they pick a, a guy from each team and then you could vote to see who who makes it in. Uh, and the uh, the opportunity is Jacob Voracek's, who I believe has not been uh, in an All-Star game since the one in Columbus in 2015, uh, and I was talking to Rachel Donner of Locked on Flyers about this, and she said basically, you know, she hopes that it's Voracek because the game could use his personality, and I agree, the All-Star game has kind of stopped being fun the past few seasons because the NHL seems to want to take all of the stuff that is fun out of it, like the draft, and letting us vote in who we want instead of them picking a bunch of boring players that are going to make the game anyway for us to vote amongst. Uh, you know, like that one year that we all decided to vote Semigus Gergensen's in, or John Scott, you know, that was that was great. And the NHL was clearly like, no, no fun allowed. We will pick from the 30 most boring players in the league, and you can pick which 25 you want or whatever. Um, so, you know, the, NHL, the All-Star game is, is not fun. Uh, it hasn't been fun for a while, but hopefully, you know, injecting some, someone like Voracek could bring a little bit of personality to uh, what is likely to be otherwise a very boring uh, a very boring event, especially, you know, I love Zach Wierenski. He's a great player, a very, very talented player. He is an incredibly boring human being, I think. Uh, and I mean that with all the love in the world, but he is, you know, we, we joke about him being a robot, uh, me and my friends, because he doesn't really show much emotion about anything. Uh, he's my boring son, and again, very fond of him, but I don't know that he is uh, an all-star the way the fans think of an all-star specifically. So that's, uh, you know, excited for him. 
don't know that he will be showing much personality in Vegas. Uh, and that's kind of all I've got for you today. Uh, tomorrow, like I said, we're going to do a weekend edition to make up for the episode I missed earlier this week, where we will look at the Florida Panthers uh, in the upcoming game against them, because they are frankly a little bit terrifying. We'll check in on some ex-Blue Jackets uh, on the Florida Panthers. I've been Jay Foster. You can find me on Twitter at underscore Jacob Foster, J-A-K-O-B-F-O-R-S-T-E-R. You can find this podcast at L-O underscore Blue Jackets. If you have comments, questions, criticisms, you can email me at lockedonbluejackets at gmail.com. Thank you once again for making us your first listen of the day. Uh, please go and make your second listen of the day, Locked On Bets. Boy Q and Lee Sterling do a great job over there. And uh, if you like this show, you will probably like that show. So you can find Locked On Bets wherever you find Locked On Blue Jackets. And until tomorrow, make sure you stay locked on.